Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Our special guest today is Allison Centafonte, who's the Director of Ex- External Affairs for Live Action. And Allison, I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and I, I did look on your Twitter account. I like that. It says, dance like no one is watching because they're all on their phones anyway. <laughs> it's true. It is true. So yeah, we go l- boldly forth in what God called you to do, and don't worry what people are thinking because half of them are on their phones. They're not even Well, that's true. And I come from Philly, and we never cared what anybody thought anyway, so we probably need to be a little more caring. <laughs> That's great. I grew up in New Jersey, so I understand it. It's okay, really, yeah, I was actually born state. there, yeah. so I'm familiar with the Garden State. Oh, great. Yeah, so, so Allison, you're at Live Action. How can people, well, why don't we talk a little bit about Live Action, what you do, uh, you know, how you cover the whole spectrum of life, and you're on top of current events, mm-hmm. and then, you know, how can, they, how can they follow that? So you can you talk a little bit about Live Action and what you guys are doing? Oh, yeah, I love talking about Live Action. So, we are a nonprofit organization dedicated to ending the greatest human rights abuse of our time, um, which is abortion. And we do this through educational videos, through investigative reporting, by sharing the stories of women and girls who have chosen life and making sure women know about all of their life affirming options. Uh, we are about 10 years old and are growing rapidly. We have the largest following online in the pro-life movement. And I'm very happy to say that a larger following than any pro-abortion organization. So every day I'm seeing hearts and minds being educated and changed, transformed on this issue. Um, We're answering those hard questions that people have. It's a hard topic, um, but once we start educating, people are so open uh, to to really seeing the reality of the preborn child. So um, you can find out more about us, liveaction.org. We're on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, we're on TikTok as well, which I'm really proud of, a new young video platform, and uh, reaching our target market, which is young millennials, Gen Zers, women mostly, but obviously we reach across the spectrum. Well, I'm glad you said TikTok was new because I had never heard about it, and usually I don't hear about things till way after they're old, so I don't feel as bad. <laughs> You're so welcome. Yep. And the other thing I really like about your website and and all your social media posts, you really stay on top of current events. I mean, stuff that is happening all over, not even the United States, but even around the world, uh, and how it affects, you know, the unborn and and the attack on them. Yeah. Well, first, the reality of the problem is that how big it is. There's 60 million lives that have been lost to abortion since the passing of Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court decision that legalized abortion. That's 60 million lives lost, that's women and men, families broken, that relationship bond broken um, between a mother and a child. And so we just look at the significance of the problem and then that drives us at Live Action to address uh, how to to help. Not only are we part of this movement of educating people on abortion and on their options on how to answer questions related to this. But there's a huge pro-life movement out there that is working really hard to be there for moms in need, whether that's a pregnancy resource center, uh, legal groups that are fighting so that um, you are informed of these amazing options 
that you have time to think about them. No one's forcing or pressuring you uh, into an abortion, which we know looking at statistics does happen. So um, we're one part of a, bit, a very big, amazing movement, really saying every life matters. Every life is worthy of protection. Well, and again, it's important for people to know that. I mean, we live in Colorado and, you know, most people don't know that it Abortion has been legal here since 1967, even before Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. And when I tell them, you know, about, you know, they hear what's going on in the country and I hear a lot of people say, well, geez, I hope that doesn't happen here in Colorado. I'm like, hey, wake up. It's been happening since before Roe versus Wade, which is a tragedy. Yeah, it is. Well, something happened this year that I'm really I'm proud of, which is, you know, people started waking up to the reality of just how extreme we are on abortion in the United States. We are one of only seven countries that allows abortion after 20 weeks. We That group of seven, Jeff, is other countries like North Korea and China, countries that have records of grave human rights abuses. And we are in that group. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Um, and we in the United States, because of Roe v. Wade and because of Doe v. Bolton, it's a company, Supreme Court case, we allow abortion through all nine months. For any reason, because the Supreme Court has said that that's okay, And now that's why you're hearing so many people say reconsider Roe v. Wade or overturn Roe v. Wade, because that's the heart of the American people. Uh, Right now, there are as many pro-life Americans as there are that consider themselves pro-choice or pro-abortion. But that statistic is really something I want to talk about for a second. Sure. When we at Live Action take our content onto the street. So we've taken our videos, um, our content that we know works. We've interacted with people who, you know, will ask, do you consider yourself pro-life, pro-choice or neither? And they say, oh, I'm super pro-choice. Nothing can change my mind. We say, can you just see this three minute video and give me your thoughts? And we will show them a video of Dr. Anthony Levitino, who performed over 1200 abortions, just describing it like a doctor would describe another procedure. And showing a medical animation. So I don't want to use the word cartoon, but yeah, no, no, I know what you're talking about. Medical animation. Right. It's not graphic. It's not gory. Um, It's three minutes. He goes through the explanation in a very medical way, and people are shocked. I've done this in Times Square, and I thought I'm going to get hit. I'm going (laughs) to. Someone's going to throw the. Yeah, where's my bodyguard? Someone's going to. Right, and and not one person took those headphones off and stopped watching. They said, I had no idea this is what's happening. This, I had no idea. They say things like, we should show this in school. We should show this to women before they abort their child. You know, we should show this to every politician before they vote on abortion. And that is the power of not only just educational content, but active enthusiasm about saving lives. And so, um, we tend to think people's minds can't be changed, like, oh, everyone's highly educated and informed, and it's just not true. So even those people that are considering themselves pro-choice, I would challenge to see if they could actually defend their position and actually see what takes place during an abortion. Yeah, well, in, in reality, it's indefensible, uh, especially when you see the reality of it. And I know Dr. Levitine, I've seen his videos on YouTube. I mean, he was actually, he played the part in Unplanned as the abortionist, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. Great connection. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, I think what kind of capsulizes where we are for people who, you know, I'm pro-choice and that's all I care about. You know, we just recently had the Golden Globes and we had 
Michelle Williams make about as dumb a comment as you can make about, you know, choosing her career and awards over her pregnant child. She was so glad, you know, to be able to have choice. But the worst, I think, as bad as those comments were, was watching people applaud her. I mean, it just shows their total ignorance. Yeah. So Michelle Williams did at the Golden Globes, you know, holding her award, visibly pregnant, say, I couldn't be here today without the woman's right to choose. Yeah. So she's essentially saying, I couldn't have done this unless I killed my child, unless I aborted my child, which is heartbreaking. And my, my heart goes out to her. There are so many women, especially in that crowd, that as the camera pans, that have come out as post-abortive. And, and that's, that's a huge element of what the pro-life movement wants to do is acknowledge the pain. We are the side that says, look, something was lost here. Um, and there's healing that needs to take place. But instead of being upfront and transparent, it's very easy for post-abortive women and men to just, you know, push those feelings down and do all you can to justify it. And that moment Michelle Williams took to the stage was that on display. It was, I did what I had to do to, to, to succeed, which is terrifying to me as a young woman. That That's a message we're sharing to young girls across the country, maybe across the world, watching these celebrities, that in order for me to succeed, to win an award, to be, you know, to do what a guy can do, I had to end an innocent life. And, and that's not empowerment at all. That's not true equality at all. And, and, you know, these celebrity feminists do it in the face in the name of feminism and empowerment. But I, I like to push back on them and say, did a guy have to kill anyone to succeed? No. You fold it. You know, we as women are not demanding enough of society to respect who we are, what we bring to the table, the amazing superpower we have of bringing life into the world. And we should. We should fight for more. This is such a low standard we've set for ourselves. So I think that it was shocking and heartbreaking, but I have seen so many people push back and I've seen some beautiful posts of women saying, look, you can be a mom. Uh, you can be whatever you want to be uh, as long as you work hard and you take care of yourself and those around you, including the life that you create. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it really was um, an, an, an opportunity to see, how the other side thinks. Uh, and I think you're right, right? They mm -hmm. try to suppress the feelings and justify their actions. But, you know, we live in a world now where, you know, we can, you know, pretty much everybody agrees it's a baby because of ultrasounds and everything. And, that, you know, now we get into the conversation of almost infanticide when we hear the Virginia governor, we hear the governor of New York, you know, we have to do all these things. I mean, it really, at some point, we just have to show the beauty and, and how enriching it is to have children and show that look at what you would miss by choosing death not only to you know lead yourself to depression and all the other bad things that go along with abortion but look at what you're missing right you have an award that's going to collect dust on a counter or on a mantle when you could have a child hugging you and saying i love you mommy mm, it's great to think about yeah and and I bet you that hits the ears of any woman that's post-abortive and they would say, yeah, you know, you're right. And you are right. Um, I've just been so encouraged this year by women who have shared their post-abortion story as a way to empower that very moment, like you're saying. Like, I made a decision. I have a friend, you know, who made a decision for 
towards abortion because she worked on Wall Street and she wasn't ready. And, you know, and now she looks back and she went through an amazing healing program with Rachel Vineyard. But I know she would much rather have a child than the regret that she holds today. But instead of becoming more brass and cold, she's become more warm and empowering to other women to say, you know, learn from me. Let me tell you what I've been through. And this is not the best way you can do. uh, You can do motherhood and career and you can do what you need to do to succeed. Um, And that child has done nothing wrong. That is an innocent child that deserves your protection. You're, you're his mom, you know, that happens right away. So instead of us, you know, getting mad at it, I think we should just uplift the better voices that are doing a good job saying, I've learned from this and this is why I'm pro-life. And they, they've dedicated their life to it. And in many ways, redeemed both stories, both their own story and the story of their child. They've used that to say, I'm going to make my child's life worth more and and give that child a voice. And by saying, you know, speaking up and saying, choose life, choose adoption, choose parenting. I'll help you. Well, and the toughest job in the world is a mom. I mean, women show their mettle by being moms and raising kids. I mean, I know in my house we've had, we've had four children. They're all older now, but you know, I didn't care who got sick in the family as long as it wasn't my wife. Cause I didn't want to have to do that job. <laughs> women are amazing. It is true. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I talked to my wife today and I'll say, you know, if you could go back, she goes, I just loved it when the kids were little, even though, you know, they were, going every which way and you know you had to keep care she just said i just loved it when they were little and it was chaos but it was the greatest time of my life mm, that's amazing yeah there's there's beauty in that struggle right and the only reason michelle williams could stand up there at the golden globe and say you know thank goodness i could abort and get my golden globe is because her mom chose life. I mean, that's the greatest irony of this. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I, I thought about that kind of as like the other woman. Like, I really wonder how Michelle Williams' mom, if she's alive, I'm not sure, but how she takes that news. You know, every mom and dad sacrifices for their kid. That's what love is. It's this beautiful, selfless sacrifice. So then to have your kid say, well, you know, like, thanks, mom and dad, but I had to go a different route in order to succeed. I'm very interested that, you know, I, that mom, I would say, well, look, Michelle, I gave you a chance to do this. And I had to work really hard uh, just so that you could have a life and become who you are. And um, that's not that's not what I had to do. I didn't have to end your life in order to succeed. I count you as part of my success story. Right. 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 Um, so so that's kind of I've, I've been interested in that perspective, too. Well, and it, it is an interesting perspective, and it would be an interesting it would be interesting to be a fly on the wall during that conversation. But you know, that's just one of you know one of the current events that you know you guys have posted. I mean, there was stuff not too long ago the Green Bay Packers are donating to abortion. Uh, mm-hmm. Right before that, it was interesting because the Ohio State running back J.K. Dobbins was scoring a touchdown against Michigan, and the announcer said, "You know, his mom almost aborted him." Think about. Mm-hmm. The loss had not not happened. I mean, it's just it's just so ironic to see one uh, organization donate to Planned Parenthood when they might draft the guy who might be their next running back, who could have died right. had his mom okay. not made the right choice. Right. That was a beautiful story. We covered it on Live Action News, which if you want to hear more beautiful pro-life stories and, edu- and education, you can go to pro-life, uh, excuse me, 
liveactionnews.org. But that story was super inspiring, Jeff, because, you know, it's football season and you've got people like uh, J.K. Dobbins, who has been considered one of the best, if not the best, running back in the NFL uh, on the screen and playing it. And his, his, the commentator kind of says, look how cool his mom, Maya, chose life, even though she went to the doctor and was going to abort. She didn't. And now we have J.K. Dobbins. And I mean, Anytime we hear a pro-life sentiment like that, we just want to applaud it, cheer it on, cheer on that strong mom who, you know, is in the, in the stands um, really watching her son just thrive in, um, in college football and, and heading into the NFL. So, um, yeah, J.K. Dobbins, go check him out. And the story is on liveactionnews.org. Well, and I happen to be in Ohio. I went to Ohio State, so I, I had a, uh, enjoyed listening. But, you know what, I think the other thing is we need to applaud the announcer. Right, he took a little bit yeah, of heat from that, but he true. got so many more great things said because he brought that up in live TV, and it was just so natural and it was so moving. <laughs> true, yeah, and, and that's where we should get to in society where we, where we just that's natural for us. You don't need to take heat for pointing out that a woman was really strong and powerful in that moment. Well, Allison, I know you have uh, other things you got to do, so I appreciate you coming on again. Can you remind everybody again about? how they can follow uh, live action and uh, what the web page is? Absolutely. So you can go on to liveaction.org. That's our website. Or find us on social media. We're constantly interacting there with our followers on um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. And we'd love to hear from you. It was great to hear from Allison Centafonte from Live Action. She is the Director of External Affairs. And to hear all the great things that they're doing there at Live Action and all the things they're doing to keep us abreast of what's going on in the world, in the United States, when it comes to the assault on the unborn. It's such an important topic, and I talk about this all the time. We've had a lot of shows on it. But the bottom line is there is a litmus test when we're voting for people, when we're deciding who we're going to put in office. And the bottom line is, if we can't defend life, none of these other topics are really going to be that important. I mean, immigration, yeah, that's important. Minimum wage, yeah, that's important. All those things are important. But if we don't defend life and have that as our foundation, all that stuff crumbles. Because we need to make sure that we defend the most innocent, not only in the womb, but also at the end of life. Look, it's false compassion when we decide that we're going to help somebody end their lives because they're suffering. We're robbing them from redemptive suffering. We might be robbing them from drawing closer to the Lord and making amends for things that may have happened in their lives. We don't know God's plan. And this, when we start playing God, bad things happen. Now, there's a lot of news going on out there, good and bad, right? The pro-life front is making some, making some good strides forward. I just read the other day that almost half of the states have passed pro-life legislation in 2019. I mean, that's fantastic. But I also read that Planned Parenthood has increased the number of abortions by 4%. They're almost at 350,000 abortions a year. So, We've made some strides. We're moving in the right direction. But we have a long way to go. There's no reason that we should be killing children. There is zero reason. 
We talked about Michelle Williams and her comments at the Golden Globes. There's a cartoon floating around out there with Michelle Williams holding a trophy, like a Golden Globe Award, and another woman holding a baby, and Michelle Williams in the caption saying, I won, and the woman holding the baby saying, no, you didn't. In the end, abortion hurts everyone. Not only does it kill the child, but it hurts mom, it hurts dad, it hurts family members, brothers and sisters. It's just such a painful experience. And we need to make sure that we are defending life and we can articulate the beauty behind life, the beauty of getting a hug and being told, I love you by your child, the beauty and the joy of sending them off to school for the first time and seeing the smile on their face at their first Christmas. Look, we miss so many things when we decide that we are going to be the determiner of who lives and who dies. We are not the author of life. God is the author of life. Our Lord gives us children as a gift. They're not a right. They're a gift. And life is a gift at its at all its stages. It doesn't matter whether it's an unborn child or somebody who's approaching the end of life. They're in their 90s and they're struggling, right? They don't have the quality of life that that we have right now. But it doesn't mean it's not a quality life. It doesn't mean that that life doesn't have dignity. And we need places like live action to remind us of the beautiful stories that are out there on life, to remind us of the bad things that are happening out there, and to make sure that it engages us that we actually do something. Right? In the end, if we hear about all these things going on and we do nothing, shame on us. There is no excuse not to be a proponent for life in this world. Look, we wouldn't exist if our parents didn't say yes to life. We've been given that gift. Who are we to take that gift away from some other child? You know, millions of children have been killed since Roe versus Wade millions, a million a year. It's inexcusable. But here in Colorado, we have a chance to change things. I've mentioned before, since 1967, Colorado has been allowing people to kill children up until the minute of birth, six years before Roe versus Wade. But we have Initiative 120, where signatures are being collected currently, to end abortion, end late-term abortion from 22 weeks and beyond. Now, I hear the argument, you know what, it's either all or nothing or I'm not signing it. Look, that's short-sighted. We need to make sure that we start working our way back. We have to remember, we live in Colorado. Planned Parenthood, if we can get this ballot initiative on the ballot, is going to spend tens of millions of dollars in advertising to kill this because they don't want to lose one of their foothold states. We need to make sure that we support Initiative 120. Sign the ballot. Make sure you're registered to vote. Sign the ballot. And then educate yourself on the life issues. Because just getting it on the ballot is going to be great. But then we need over 50% to vote to end late-term abortion. And let's be honest. Poll after poll in the United States, Democrat, Republican, show there should be some limits to abortion. 
17 or 18 states, I forget the number, have started off at eliminating abortion at 22 weeks and beyond and then have worked their way back to heartbeat bills and other great things. Let's not be a state that continues to bludgeon and murder children at an alarming rate to have people from other states come here to do it. It doesn't make any sense. How come we can't defend life here in Colorado? Since 1967, we've been killing children up until the minute of birth. You know, we can argue and fight over immigration. We can argue and fight over minimum wage and all those type of things. But in the end, if we aren't defending life, which, oh, by the way, is foundational, it should be a litmus test before you vote for anybody, then all these other issues don't matter, right? If we can't defend the defenseless, and let's be honest, the safest place for a baby should be in the womb of its mother, and it's the most dangerous place. Since 1967, there's been an assault on children in the wombs of their mother here in Colorado up until the minute of birth. Now, we just recently had our Celebrate Life March a few weeks ago. We had 8,000 people show up, which is the largest number of people we've ever had. It's great. More people are witnessing to the faith. We saw more young families there. We saw a lot of energy. We saw a lot of different faith communities. A lot of good things are happening, but we need to build on the momentum. None of us can just take it for granted that this is going to be fine. Look, the Lord has given us our lives. If he stopped thinking about us for a second, we would cease to exist. Life is precious. Children are gifts. They're not rights. And the sooner we understand that children are a gift, the more we should defend them and defend that gift. But life doesn't end, you know, just when we're talking about those in the womb. We also have to remember we're talking about those at the end of life. Euthanasia, assisted suicide. It's ridiculous. Why are we killing people that we feel have no value? Look, when the Lord is done with each and every one of us in this world, he will bring us home, and not a minute or a second beforehand. So let's look at ourselves. Am I defending life? Do I use that as a litmus test when I vote for people, whether locally or nationally? Those are questions we need to ask ourselves, and we need to make sure that we're following through on. Remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. And we encourage you to look at our website, respectlifedenver.org, to find out all the material and talking points and resources you need to educate yourself.